Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsessions will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a while. Hi, this is Jackie Cation. Welcome to the Dork Forest. We're in my living room. It's exciting. You know the websites. JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com. There's a donation button. Uh, you've been using it, and I thank you for it, because uh, I have to buy a new uh, thingy-bob, and I ordered it, and uh, thingy-bob, that's it. Yeah, I'm getting a, it's one of those mixer boards. There you go. I have merchandise, a Ranger t-shirt, both of my CDs, and of course, always the free Dork Forest magnet until they run out of them. If you just want a magnet, Magnet, send me $2. Unless you're not from the United States, then send me $3 or 4 Depends. Like, if you're behind the Iron Curtain, which doesn't exist anymore, send me $4. But, uh, and make sure if you didn't get your stuff, for the love of God, just tell me and I'll, and I'll fix it for you. The credits, Patrick Brady fixes the audio. Mike Rickberg sang that song you heard. Vilmos works on the website and has his own podcast. You could listen to that. It's about road comics and it's called Green Room Radio. There are Android and iPhone apps from their stores, and there's bonus content of me talking about the show with Andy Ashcraft, friend of the show. Pandora Channel for comedy. Somebody told me that I have one. There you go. And other people, probably funny, have that. And freakingawesomenetwork.com is a great website that I just found out, and we're cross-pollinating. So he just recommended the comic book called Orchid. That's a dollar from from uh, Dark Horse, and I'll be buying it. And Freaking Awesome Network has articles about comic books and anime and, and cartoons and everything, action figures. So check it out if you haven't. Anyway, so sitting in my room, the lovely, the talented, Rye Silverman, Maria Shahada, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. Hello. I'm excited. Yes, thanks for having me. There we go. <laughs> you were like, Robot. really? Are we still Are we still with the credits? No, we're done. <laughs> we're done with the credits. <laughs> I, think, I think this is where I talk. Oh, okay. Right. It's, it, they got, they're, they got, they're getting a little long. I don't know where else to put them, though, because everyone should get credit, and everyone can listen to 25 seconds of credits. Yeah. So they're over now. And uh, But look, we can talk about the credits. What, you what I thought was funny was you're like, thank you for your donations. I bought a thingamajig. Right. And, uh, because that sounds like a lie. <laughs> it sounds like, you're like, I right. got heroin. The, that thingamajig, the thingamajig I got was called Orchid the Comic Book. That's <laughs> a new mixing board because uh, I bought this mixing board when everybody first donated and then it died. Uh, one of these plugins died immediately. And I was like, okay, so I guess the Pile Pro 1270 was not the way to go. <laughs> it, but I usually only have three guests anyway, so so it's fine. So I got something, uh, Mike Rickberg, who sings the song. He's my audio go-to guy. Nice. And he said, you could get a PV. You could get a PV. And then he kind of paused, waiting for me to say, why wouldn't I want to get a PV? And he said, well, you want to get a PV because it's good quality. And it's, you know. <laughs> but what you should know is that everybody's mom buys them a PV uh, in high school. So, you know, it's not that cool. And I was like, it's the dork forest. I can own a PV if that's the dorky thing to do that works. And he said, it yeah. is the dorky thing to do that works. <laughs> you know, when I got here and I was like, oh, my God, she's got a PV. <laughs> I had Ben Foles lyrics in my head about PV amps in 1984, so. Oh, nice work. Nice work. Mm -hmm. That's music. Yes. Uh, so what, what I got, what, um, it's, we're just going to talk about food first because, uh, Maria Shahada likes food and then we'll go into Rise feeling that he's not cool enough to be a dork anymore, (laughs) which I think is valid. I think there's something going on with the, I I never met a dork with abs before. I was like, now (laughs) Los Angeles is full of guys in skinny jeans who do crunches that are like, yeah. 
yeah, yeah. man, I really liked Zork. <laughs> and they're like, what? <laughs> it's Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Got them all on tape. Tape? Nope. Nobody has him on nope, tape. No, no he, ta- he taped him off of television, and he has them ready to go. That's how long he's been a fan. That's it. When he was 11, because now he's super fox. Well, I don't, I don't want to stop because we're going to his food thing, but I actually did have, before like DVD shows were a thing, they would sell like Buffy cause, like VHS tapes that were like just like two episodes on each tape. And like you couldn't get like a season. You could just get like, here's some good episodes you might like to have. Like, that's all they did. Right, right. They did sell seasons, but they also did sell like... Well, these, we think these are the these are two or three that you might enjoy because yeah. uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I had some friends tapes, VHS tapes of three excellent episodes of Friends. Because yeah. you know what? They were my friends. I have the full third season on VHS. Yeah, VHS <laughs> back then was like making a mixtape of your TV shows. Like it was like, here's the shows I want to watch. Did you you have the whole third season of Friends? Yeah. That was a good season. It was I, a good season. That and was I would, one of them. I would fall asleep to it. I don't know why I needed it, but I needed to fall asleep to <laughs> you friends. You still have them? Like, are they out here or are they back home? No, they're home. Oh. Where do you, yeah. where, where, where are you from? Uh, Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, Ohio. Mm-hmm. All right, the funny bone, Dave Stroop. Yep. I know yeah. that guy. Yeah, Dave we all know Dr- <laughs> Dave Stroop. Uh, Dave Stroop's ignored guy. us all. I worked well at Funny Bone for for three years. <laughs> oh, did you? I was in the box office. Then I served. Then I tried to do comedy. And <laughs> Dave Stroop put the kibosh on it. What, yeah, he what was happened? like, he, no. I we I just started stand up there. I I did open mics there for six months, and I moved to New York. Oh, okay. Oh, did you and did you live in New York for a while? For five years. Oh my gosh. Yeah. All right. How long have you been out here in Los Angeles? Almost three. All right. Wow. Yeah. We actually met in Columbus. I'm from Columbus as well. And we were recruited. How we met was uh, Tom Rhodes com- recruited us to go see Pirates of the Caribbean with him. And that's how we met. Like, literally, <laughs> you it was Tom. and you. You're yeah. coming with me. Yeah. And then Tom fell asleep in the movie theater. <laughs> After like a beer bottle had rolled all the way down the aisle. <laughs> he smuggled in like four beers from the club. Like he brought them up to the theater right. with him and then like fell asleep. And like, yeah, one fell out of his uh, the, the cup holder and rolled all the way down the theater and like hit the front of the room like with a screen. Wow. <laughs> Full or empty? It was full. It was unopened. So. Oh, it was unopened. Well, maybe it was empty. Maybe I, I just it was must have been empty because you could hear the echoing sound. As it was, <laughs> I, so. Yeah, but I was like, I was like, what twenty three? I'm like, we're gonna get into so much trouble. Yeah. They're gonna kick us out of the movie theater. <laughs> when you live in Columbus, that's all there is to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was it else what, to go? Was it a multiplex? Yeah. Okay. AMC theaters. It was an AMC theater. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. They're not gonna. I, that's that whole thing is whenever you go to those multiplexes and you're like, I'm gonna go see another movie, and you're like. Uh, I'm gonna sneak, and you're like nobody cares. They're making six dollars an hour. They so don't care. Yeah, yeah. nobody like, cares. Do whatever you want to do. <laughs> they don't make money off the movie anyway. They make money off the popcorn and the drinks. So. Right. That's where the markup is. Yep. That's where all the big markup is. Do you make popcorn? And- Let's go back to the food. Can huh? I <laughs> talk about avocados now? Is that yes. Ooh, I just bought an avocado. Did is, you? is it one of your favorite foods? The avocado? It's okay. I like it. Oh, okay. you know, but a little too much avocado. We have a. I, I work at a restaurant that has avocado egg rolls, and there's just like <gasps> no. That's too much avocado in the mouth. Really? Like it's just like it's just the egg roll with avocado and like um some tamarind sauce. But it's just like when you get a mouthful, which <laughs> you can see Ryan's face right now. <laughs> like how dare you speak of the avocado? There is no such thing as too much avocado. Yeah, why would I will eat? I will eat, I will eat a half fresh. an avocado. Yeah, I, yeah. I've had. I mean, I've had a half. But you're eating like two whole avocados in these avocado egg rolls. Oh, is it? Okay, it's a that lot is of a lot of avocado. Yeah. I've had a half of avocado and been full. I can't say avocado too many times in a row. <laughs> you can. You can't say it too many times. You're right. Go. Because <laughs> it's avocado. so great. <laughs> uh, but so, what kind of restaurant is it that you work at? And do you cook or do you serve? I serve. Okay. I like, no, it's like, I never wanted to, I love food, but I never wanted to go to culinary school because I didn't want to spend 12 hours a day in the back of a kitchen. Right. Cooking. Getting bossed around too. Yeah. Oh. There's a lot of uh, dealing with people's 
bullshit. And like, I just, I want, I love food. I love like to talk about food. I love to cook food, but I want to, I want to do it for me right? my friends, but I don't want to do it for like mass amount of people. I would never be a caterer, but I wanted like a, like a, like a food university where I can go and just learn about different <laughs> cultures, foods and different types of foods and spices and stuff, yeah. but not actually have to go to work in a restaurant. Like food theory. They should have like a food theory yeah. class. <laughs> it's like, so this I've, is what the Indians are doing with food. And this is yeah. what, is what the Chinese are actually doing with jellyfish. <laughs> this is amazing. Because <laughs> they're the only ones that are be are that are able to cook it. Exactly. Yeah, I would love to learn it. So I'm watching like Anthony Bourdain and watching like I've watched the Food Network for 15 years. You know, <laughs> just trying to gather everything I can. And did you listen? Um, I listen to a lot of people read books, Jackie. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> that Kitchen Nightmare, I think it was, or did you read his? No, book? Kitchen Nightmare. Mm-mm, I didn't uh, read it. It's uh, he's got like three autobiography memoir books out, and I my brother downloaded one on Audible, and so I I listened to it, and it was fascinating. He was talking about how when he was 19 and he was a like, like just the sous chef or the not probably just the prep cook, right? And he was constantly talking about how he he was such a tool of a nineteen year old. We're like, well, you know, they're going to come to me for for recipes because <laughs> I'm nineteen and I don't know shit. And he's like, <laughs> and he's you know, he's always talking about how who he wants to work for him in his kitchen are Guatemalan guys. He doesn't want like himself at nineteen. He wants a guy who's going to do it exactly how he wants him to do it, and then save his money and open his own restaurant and then do it how that guy wants to do it. So. I remember and, the briefly, excuse me, briefly a Fox TV series based on his book. It was like a sitcom with Bradley Cooper playing Anthony Bourdain. Really? It was called, yeah, it was called Kitchen Confidential. And it was, uh, it had John Daly from Freaks and Geeks on it. And, yeah. um, ah, oh, what's his name? Um, ah, oh, I can't remember who it was. Like, it was like one of those, it's not, not, uh, Terrence Stamp, a Terrence Stamp like guy playing like the owner of the restaurant. He would pop in like as a cameo once in a while, but it was a, uh, it was on for like three weeks and then it got canceled. Wow. And remember, that's what it was called. It was called Kitchen Confidential, not yeah. Kitchen Nightmares. Oh, I, I didn't know that's that. Oh, yeah. Ramsey yeah. thing. That's the guy who swears. I remember, um, people. who's the guy from Night Court? Um, uh, the one, John Lorquette had a guest starring role as a, 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 a food critic who wanted Bourdain to make so much food that it would kill him. That was like his, he was like dying and he wanted to be fed to death. Like that wow. was his, like, like Babette's feast that show or something. It? I can't imagine. <laughs> Did you, what a storyline. Do you like foodie movies? Like Babette's Feast and Chocolate and I love Chocolate and uh, there's a a movie called Big Night. Yeah. uh, My sister won a driver. She won an apron that said Big Night on it. Yeah. I loved that movie. It was just about an Italian restaurant that I actually kind of paralleled it to comedy because it was about this like small little Italian restaurant that wasn't getting a lot of business, but the chefs had a lot of heart and they loved to cook and they had all these (laughs) family recipes and then they would go around the street to the to the like you know touristy Italian restaurant that had like he walks in and literally like dishes are like on fire like flaming like <laughs> dishes and it's all showy and he's talking to his friend he's like I just don't know what to do and his friend's like when people get off work they don't want to think about what they're eating they just want to eat he's like you gotta reel them in first and then present them with your art or whatever like that was the general gist of it and I'm like right. that's like comedy you just kind of have to like like I feel like I talk about being Egyptian because that's those are the shows I'm getting like the Middle Eastern shows but that's not really what I'm now I know about who it. the hell you are Thank You're you. You're the Egyptian comic. <laughs> you know how many? Now let me tell you something. There are like, there's only, you know, there's what, two, maybe? By the way, case in point, because like, before I mentioned at all that I'm Egyptian, no idea who I am. And no idea. Like, well, that's it. I mean, the thing is, is the freak show of being like, you're that Armenian comic. I can't tell you how many times I've gotten that. Or they're just like, oh, you're that woman who does. St- yeah. I mean, that back in the 12th century was a huge draw for people. They're like, oh, that's right. You're that woman who does comedy. And you're like, 
Right. And like, you, as much as you don't want that to be your identity, you don't want to be the Armenian comic, but like, no. that, those are the gigs you get at first. So it's like, you, I kind of learned you from take big what you can. Just do what you can until you can do what you want. Right. And the whole thing, like, I, all those women's shows, I call them freak shows, and the Armenian shows or the Middle Eastern shows or whatever freak show that they want you to, they're freak shows, <laughs> yeah. right? They're just like, well, we're just going to have, um, black lesbians. That's what it's going to be. And right. Right. They have a limp. <laughs> and, uh, it's going to be amazing. And you're like, well, I don't want to do freak shows, but you're like, but I also need stage time. Yeah, right. So you're like, and I'm up. <laughs> <laughs> when when am I up? When what do you need me to do? That'll be fine. Yeah, I just did one on Sunday. I was the the T in the uh, GLBT show at there were at Lappers. They had like a gay, lesbian, and transgendered show, and they were like, "This guy wears skirts. Let's put him on a transgendered show." And I did it because I wanted the spot. But I right. it never felt like more of a gimmick to me than that <laughs> night when I was like waiting for my spot. I'm like, oh, this is crazy. Right, because you do wear skirts sometimes. Yeah, but it's just because you like skirts, right? Yeah, I, mean, I just wear them because they're comfortable. Yeah, right. I mean, it's there. There was a there was a time when it was. I remember it was about. It was probably when you were in high school that it became this, it was just a fad, but it was like, there, there was this big backlash to it, and it was just guys in high school going, it's actually quite comfortable to wear a skirt. I have never found it so myself. <laughs> I know, but, as a girl, I've never liked wearing a skirt. No, no. and it's, and it's cold in winter, <laughs> and you guys are from Columbus, Ohio, yeah. so it's not like you don't know what cold Yeah, well, is. I didn't do it when it was that cold out. I was smart right. about it. Sometimes I was dumb, but yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So, but it was, you know, it was kind of a fan, but it was also just sort of a stand up your rights kind of thing. And mm-hmm. it was, but it's also, you know, it, y- everyone should get to wear a skirt if they want to wear a, sk- I mean, I don't <laughs> yeah, care. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. Guys in the Middle East wear like long, roby skirts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not skirts at all. And sandals. But they're not pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, would you ever want to own your own restaurant? Yeah, I think I've thought about that a lot. I think I would want to own a small little restaurant. I don't know. I just like to, like, I, I subscribe to this. Uh, it's called uh, Food for You, Farm Fresh to You. It's like a, it's like farmed, like organic food, and they bring it to your door every week or month. Oh, or like, a, like a box of just a box of vegetables and fruit. And <laughs> I get so excited about it. And like I try to talk to people about it, and they're like, "That's great, Maria." I'm like, "No, you don't <laughs> understand." I think like last time I got squash, and there was um, some Swiss chard and arugula. I love arugula. I was like, "I want to know what's going to come this week," and then like what I can make and what I can go to the store and get. And like. Nobody cares. But <laughs> I've been trying to find a place. Like, I mean, we have a garden out back, and I will show it to you afterwards. Oh, great. Um, but uh, it's – it's because we live in this – it's a tiny house, but it's on a big lot because yeah. um, it's Van Nuys. Nice. And uh, so I, I was like and, – and we were – we weren't really watering the lawn back there, and it's dumb. <laughs> and I was like, why don't we just make it all garden? Because we had just been like a couple of patches against the walls. And um, so this this last year and this year – We've had more produce. It's like we could nice. start our own farm fresh oh, to that's you. Awesome. Yeah. But I like the idea of those where they just bring you a box of food and you're like, figure it out. Yeah. Figure it I love out. that. I love, cause I, I got delicata squash. I'd never, I would never buy this in the grocery store. Right, but right. now that I have it, I'm going to try to figure out what to do with it. Oh, it's nice. But, I, my favorite kind of squash looks like a delicata, but it's roundy and it's uh, called a sweet dumpling squash. Uh-huh. And you don't have to do anything to it. All you have to do is bake it and eat it. Oh, and you don't awesome. need any sort of sugar. You don't need, I don't like sugar on squash anyway. Because it's already sweet. It's like a carrot to right. some extent. And um, yeah. So, but 
Andy does a thing where he chops spaghetti squash and sort of steams it mm-hmm. in a in a in like a pot, and then makes it into spaghetti e things, and then puts sauce on top <laughs> of it. Spaghetti e things, right? It looks like spaghetti. It eventually. Spaghetti squash. Yeah, yeah. I had never, I had never, <laughs> I had never had it before. Yeah, and like, yeah, and they sent me like ten pounds of yams, and I was like, what am I doing with all these yams? I was putting it in soup. I was making fries. <laughs> I was like <laughs> making like sweet mashed potatoes, and uh, but that I mean that's what was fun because you get to explore within those realms and i loved that yeah um, does it it can't be all year right unless they have a hothouse or something or is it all year i don't know i think it's all year i just think that they they go with whatever seasonal and i don't know i actually i have no idea that's a good question all right what are your favorite things to cook oh god um you have a couple favorite dishes that you like to prep i just love big soups because i love to like throw everything together like yeah. big vegetable soups are making i love to cook indian food actually oh, oh really <laughs> which is yeah i actually cooked indian food for my indian friend she was like you know what actually this is pretty damn good and i was like thank you <laughs> you um, were vindaloo which is yeah. the indian version of vindicated yeah i was totally vindaloo <laughs> i wish i would have known that. <laughs> um what did, what did you make are, are you a vegetarian no Okay, but, but what I do love about Indian food is that they do a lot of vegetarian dishes, and like I just feel like they use a lot of spices to kind of make up for their for like in the vegetarian dishes uh, for not using meat. Yeah, and, they do, uh, and they do great work with cauliflower. Yeah, you know, like a, a peas and potatoes dish, I can I get cravings for like peas and potatoes. It's so basic, but it's so good when it's Indian. Yeah, yeah. They they what what are the spices? The Indian spices like Besides curry, but curry, turmeric. Uh, turmeric. They use fennel powder, uh, mustard seeds, mustard. They um. What do I put in there? There's cardamom. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like cinnamon star too, anise, right? And cinnamon. Star- yeah, I love putting cinnamon in. It, what is star savory anise? Dishes. I've seen it, but I've it's never. It's like a licorice uh, okay. spice. Is it powder or is it? I mean, do you buy it powdered usually, or do you buy it? I buy it powdered, but I think you can get it if it's dry. I don't know. If, I don't know how it starts, but if it's dried, it's in the shape of a star. Are you bored out of your mind, Rod? I'm, by the I'm way, fascinated. This I'm, is... I'm hungry right now. <laughs> I'm actually making some pumpkin soup on the on the stove. If you guys Are want you? some nice. soup afterwards, you can have a little soup. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And you said that that's, in that's such a joking tone. I'm like, don't joke with me. No, no. I want some pumpkin soup. <laughs> There'd be a pumpkin. weird joke too to think of like pumpkin soup and then be like, ah, no, just kidding. You can't yeah, have it. Random pumpkin soup <laughs> reference. Yeah, no, because uh, I I love to I love to cook too, but I'm not. Uh, I'm I'm more of a I'm like it's like my singing capability. Team singer, mm-hmm. team yeah. cooker, not an artist. You know, yeah. like I I, I can mm-hmm. make. I'm pretty good with a recipe. Like, I can't bake. Do you bake? Oh, no. Baking is a whole different world. It's science right? It's hard. You have to be exact. I'm not yeah. good at being exact. I, I can fix things. How about you? Do you do any baking? I'm, I'm not, I can't bake, but uh, my cooking, like, I'm more of a tinkerer, I feel like, than a full-on, like, cook. Like, I feel like I'm good at taking something that kind of already is food and then making it, like, a lot better. Like, I'm good at making, like, leftovers into something different. Oh, like, okay. Like, I used to, like, if I opened my own restaurant, I used to joke that I was going to call it whatever's in the fridge. And, like, it wouldn't have a menu. You just have a big open fridge, like, with, like, a glass door. Yeah. People go, I'll have that, that, and that. And then I would have to, like, find a way to combine them in a way that would be good. Oh, it's like you were like, chopped. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I literally, like, I, I like to take, like, like ramen and tossing in, like, like pot stickers and, like, vegetables and making, like, a new soup out of it. Or, okay. like, one day at lunch at work, I literally, I bought, like, a can of, like, Chef Boyardee uh, mac and cheese and I, like, crumpled up potato chips and put some hot sauce in there and, like, mixed that all together like into, like, a casserole like that I made in a Tupperware thing. That's and, like, what that is. That's me cooking. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that's... something I want to eat, but that is definitely yeah. something. Literally, I... Because it's I, a Chef Boyardee 
potato chip casserole yeah. is what you just made. My, yeah, my uh, my tweet about it was, this is for my new cooking book. I guess we're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I was just at a funeral in Mississippi, and let me tell you something. Uh, they served afterwards, everybody brings, because they're country folk. Yeah. And uh, they brought, uh, everybody brought food, and they had the elusive, I don't know if you had it when you were kids, the Oreo salad. No. Did you ever have, it's a package of Oreos crumpled up in a bowl of Cool Whip, and they had jazzed it up by putting in some icing. Cream wow. cheese icing in it. Oh. So that sounds unbelievable and completely disgusting. It was <laughs> disgusting and amazing because you bite one, you're like, oh my god, this is the best thing ever. And bite two, you're like, I'm gonna have to throw up. Yeah, yeah, that's like <laughs> super sweet. That's like Skyline Chili Dip. Like there's a big uh, chili restaurant chain in Ohio called Skyline Chili out of Cincinnati, Cincinnati Chili. And they, uh, I don't know why I gave it that weird accent, but they uh, they have like a dip you can make where you buy the can of Skyline Chili in the store and you literally just bake it with like it's like a layer of chili and like a layer of cream cheese and then. When you're done with all that, you put a layer of sprinkled like cheddar cheese on top of it and you dip chips into it and then you have a heart attack and die after and then, every meal. And then you hope and pray that whatever your football team is enjoys that. Because that, <laughs> that's the kind of thing that you watch while you're... The, yeah. I, I, I hear football in the background of that recipe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. It'd be, it'd be kind of a good... That'd be kind of a good audio tape, like a, a, a CD. I don't know why I'm talking in old-timey uh, technology today. <laughs> but, uh, you make a great 8-track. <laughs> it'd be an amazing 78. I love you people. <laughs> it's a... Uh, but yeah, but it would be kind of like, this is a recipe from my childhood. And then all of a sudden you'd hear, you know, the uh, cats in the cradle or like some <laughs> song from, you know, whatever, like 19, whatever. Sounds like an episode of This American Life would do something like that. Like it feels like, which oh, you I were bet. on recently, weren't you? Like I taped an episode. Yeah. I don't know that they will ever air it, oh. but God love them for, uh, for having me on. And I will be using it as a credit forever. I was you on This them. American Life where I taped an episode of This American Life. Yeah. And I did just email them and I said, so were you guys going to use it? Because it was... I I told the story on a previous episode, and it mm-hmm. was about um, how my Uncle Tom tried to kill my aunt Shelley mm-hmm. and accidentally killed himself. Oh sweet, my God. sweet yeah. justice. <laughs> and, uh, and it had, uh, like, it was, an, it was an episode with Kamel. And it was, uh, it was I think, I forget, was it Kamel and, and Jake? I, yeah, it was Jake Wiseman and, and Kamel Nanjiami. And Kamel was on, was on uh, my side until I mentioned that my Uncle Tom and my, my Aunt Shelley used to make them matching outfits for Christmas and mm-hmm. stuff and then make him wear them. And at which point Camille was like, I completely support him. Trying to <laughs> um, so it's a funny story and it's an interesting story. But uh, Ira Glass was like, let's 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 delve into this and find out. And I want to call your Aunt Shelley. And I was like, <laughs> you can call my Aunt Shelley. I'm not calling my Aunt Shelley. <laughs> and so they haven't really... Talked. I mean, oh. I, so I emailed him and I said, "Should you guys call my aunt Shelley? My aunt Pam won't do it. <laughs> I won't do it. But if you guys, and so if you guys don't want to do it, I guess we won't do it. Then I'll just keep submitting until you guys give a shit about something. <laughs> you know, and then it all works out. But it was neat to to tape it and meet him. So yeah." Is he as mellow in real life as he is on the radio? No, no, no. He's it's like being squashed under a panini grill. Really? It's uh <laughs> yeah. It's like he's one of the most intense dudes I've ever talked to in my and I we know some intense people, I think. Yeah. He would be one of them. Uh he, if if you spend any amount of he's like so freaking focused. I mean, he's obviously incredibly good at his job. Yeah. Because he was like, and then this happened. What about this? You know, because I had the information from my family hearsay, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then I had an article that was in the Milwaukee Journal. 
from 1984, 83 when it happened, mm-hmm. right? He had all of the, and he has a staff, which helps, but he had like all the AP and the UPI and all the, all the, I think he had the police record for wow. the love of God. And he kept going, did you know about this? Did you know? And I was like, oh my <laughs> no. God. It's oh, like you're being interrogated for the crime all of a sudden. Like, I know. We have like, new evidence that we think you might have poisoned him. <laughs> yeah. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. He wasn't a great guy, but I didn't do it. <laughs> I don't miss him. And, uh, so. What, uh, wow, I totally digressed off of anything. What do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> I don't know. How do you I follow, have... like, family members killing other family members? I talk about food some more. I don't, I don't how about your avocados? Did you know it's food week? <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's you know doing it. It can happen. <laughs> well, Mella, you've lived here for three years. Have you find, have you been meeting more and more of these cool dorks that Ryan's talking about? Yeah, I I guess they're out there. I don't really talk to them. I don't know what they're talking. <laughs> they're still about. dorks to her. So <laughs> they're still dorks to me. Well, like exactly. I remember last year, it was Halloween last year. I was at a party at this dude's house, and it was so weird because I was hanging out on the porch, and these guys just started talking, and then these very like frat guy style dudes. Right. But then it dawned on me these guys are talking about movies the way that like guys back home would talk about sports. Like I used to be the guy like at work, I would talk about movies in the break room and they'd be like, What do you what do you how do you know as much about movies? And I'm like, Well you know all these sports stats, it's the same thing. It's just a different thing to fill my brain with instead of focusing on what I want to do. Right. And you know, and they're like, we just don't get it. It's so weird. But then these guys at this house were doing that, but they also have the yeah, the broish like they, you know, oh right, yeah, I know. yeah. Like, you can't be both. That's not fair, you know. Right. It's 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 like when I see super good looking people doing stand up comedy. Like yeah. you meet like some six foot four dude who's like, yeah, have you met Owen Benjamin? Uh, I've never seen so. Owen Benjamin. I think I've seen him. I don't think he's I've about met six him. three, six four, and he's sort of dreamy looking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's up there talking about comedy and about how hard it is to pick up girls. And you're like, don't believe you. Yeah. Do not believe you, sir. Yeah. I'm not saying that we all don't have pain and that we all, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I always pictured it as like an equalizer that God has, and I don't. I just feel like like if you're high in the looks department, you're low in the personality department. And yeah. Because you never you know? had to use your personality to get over the fact that you didn't have looks. Exactly. Yeah. You know. Exactly. I was looking for writing jobs on Craigslist recently, and there was like an ad for someone trying to write material for a girl who was doing stand-up. And what's funny is the, the ad says, she's really funny, but I'm like, you're hiring someone to write her jokes, so how can you say she's really funny if she's, she can't write her own jokes? But it also goes, and the twist is, she's really attractive. And I'm like, that's not a twist. That just means you're looking for an actress, and you want someone to write jokes for her. Like, right. that's what's happening. That's weird. Yeah. It, is there writing work on Craigslist? Uh, apparently not, because I responded to many <laughs> ads, and I've yet to find any. But people post them. People, so. Yeah, it's okay. always like, uh, we needed a half hour set for $50 and you're like okay I'm, I'm just poor enough <laughs> yeah oh my god you oh you can do go do stand up for 50 bucks no, 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 no they, they want you to write them a set yeah. they want you to write them material and Ooh. then yeah so then it's like they always don't a, an incredible amount of work for no pay yeah. right right that actually is not enough uh Wow, 50 bucks. Yeah, I recently uh, stopped. I was offering a service. There's a website called Fiverr.com where you can like sell like things you're willing to do for $5. And I write yeah. little, like bios, like like, pre- pre- like pro bios or like cover letters and stuff like that. And for a while, I was trying to write like, I'll write you five jokes on any topic for $5. And then people would like, I finally had to stop doing it because people literally just send me like a thing going, I, I sell business cards. Write me five jokes. I'm like, okay, well, I was hoping you were going to give me something to build from or something right. to work on. I sell business cards. Yeah. Wow, the hilarity of paper cuts. Yeah. It's going to be... That yeah. is... Uh, that's one. Yeah. Uh, and we're done. That's, that's, that's one more than I thought of right away. And it was funny that I wrote like three jokes making fun of Vistaprint. And like one of them was like, oh, if you... Having a free business card advertises the world that you can't afford business cards. And then after I sent them off, he's like, you know, Vistaprint's like my number one customer. And I'm like, well, now I'm done. So that's going to be great. Right. Send me $5, you idiot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... I'm, Wow, five bucks. Craigslist yeah. is weird. I don't think I've ever been on Craigslist. 
I don't recommend no, it. No, it's you... like I when I lived in New York, I found I moved like ten times, and almost every single one of my roommates I found on Craigslist. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I found and my I, roommates and, from Craigslist. Yeah, from across the country, and it's yeah. fine. And, and, and everybody's perfectly nice and, for the most part. For yeah. the most part, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, that's why there's so many jokes about it. I'm sure is because Craigslist. Yeah, that's crazy. Because there's crazy people there, and there's. I things. feel like there's sections on Craigslist for the crazy people. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's even like best of Craigslist on Craigslist. Yeah. <laughs> to like highlight all the crazy people. Yeah, like we're we're aware of what we're doing, so just look at it and we'll point it out. And yeah, it's fair enough. Yeah. It's a yeah. It's I I think that. The internet, the internet. Okay, so you're both from Columbus, Ohio. I actually need to tell, I need to mention this obviously every episode until everybody knows about Ready Player One, uh, written by Ernie Klein. He's a spoken word guy. Um, yeah. and he wrote a book that has been optioned for, for a TV show, for a movie. And Ready Player One, uh, t- the second half of it takes place in Columbus, Ohio. Oh, really? Yes, it does. And it's about video games and the internet. And, you know, it's, everyone's on the internet playing some game. If it's bejeweled mm-hmm. or, if it's World of Warcraft, everybody's yep. there and going to school, and it's this dystopian future and blah blah blah. Huh. But uh, it's a really uh, light and fun, you know, book and a little dark, but uh, on the on the whole, just excellent. And um, and it, and it takes place in Columbus. I've only nice. been to Columbus one time, so yeah. it was nice. Uh, that's about all there is to say. Yeah, Columbus. No, I, that it's sounds nice. interesting. I'm actually like I'm gonna have you remind me at book talk after the show's over because I want to yeah. read that. That sounds it's, really good. Oh yeah, it's. A, what, yeah. Do you guys do much reading? Do you, I do. I'm, I like to read. Yeah. What, mm-hmm. do you, what, what, what kind of books do you read? Uh, mostly really nerdy books. Like uh, I just reread World War Z for like the third time because uh, it was uh, zombies. Yeah, right? love the zombies. And then I also just plowed that? through. That's uh, Max Brooks, it's actually son of uh, of uh, Mel Brooks. Oh, weird. And it's uh, it's a really great book. It's um, have you even read it? No. It's uh, it's basically written like those Stephen Ambrose World War II books, where it's like a bunch of people reminiscing, and the idea is like there was this ten year world war against zombies. Like zombies rose up and like chased people out of their homes, and then like uh, there was a ten year battle against them, and then they eventually like fought them back. Spoiler alert! And then uh, <laughs> and the book, but it's, the book starts that way. Right. Uh, but and then basically the book is written. He wrote himself into the book as a character, but his character is just a guy who's going around and interviewing people, and so his interviews is just. Like he'll like have like an opening section as his character writing like where he's at and who he's talking to, and then the chapter is just that person talking and like reminiscing on the war. And so like, he's a journalist, yeah. just talking to all the people who who survived this zombie war. Yeah. So each I chapter. Think I've vaguely heard of that. It's book. really good. And it's, so I don't know a lot about zombies. I understand that there are fast zombies and slow zombies. Oh, and there's a big debate about that. Yeah, people get very heated about it. Very heated. Yeah. But do you have an opinion at all? No. How's this avocado is treating you this time, huh? <laughs> what do you about, know about zombies? Uh, I don't know a thing about zombies. <laughs> Although I not do, even hearsay. Come on. I, what are, what are, zombies are like? They're like dead. They're undead or something, right? Yeah. They're right. Just monsters that can't yeah. die. Somebody on Facebook oh, they can die. posted like <laughs> they can die. You kill the brain and then they're dead. Hmm. Did That's you see trick. Shaun of the Dead? That's the only zombie no, movie I ever but saw. I love it's supposed to be fun. It's great. You, you love which? Simon Peck, he's in that, right? Yeah. Yep, yep, love him. Okay. Um, what I loved him in was Spaced. Is that what it's, yeah, yeah. Spaced, his, his, uh, sitcom. Yeah, it was the Space, and he, he made that with Edgar Wright, and Edgar Wright's who directed Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. Like, it was a sitcom they did for BBC before those movies. Oh, okay. And it's, oh, wow. it's, you love it, cause it's all shot, like, a lot of it's, like, referencing, like, ref- I can't talk today, re- referencing. Um, please come on a radio show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I keep saying the wrong words. No, no, I, I I've speak been mis- well good. Um, I misspeak all the time. It's yeah. the joy 
of podcasting. No, but it's uh, it's basically like a lot of the shots are like homages to like classic like horror or sci-fi like nerdy films. But it's just like a bunch of slackers living in London. But they like a lot of things are made to be like shot like movies, and it's really great. It's really okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. Awesome. And I it's see. British, so it's only like twelve episodes, and you're through the whole show. So. Oh, I do like that about the Brits. Yeah. Is that is that, that you're like it's a great show, and but it, you got to go back and catch up because they're on season twelve, and you're yeah. like, well, how many how many episodes per season? They're like nine. Yeah. Oh, oh, I can actually. Yeah. I think I might be able to do that. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. It's. Uh, you know what I've never seen though. Uh, weirdly enough, is Monty Python. Really, none of them. Mm-hmm. I don't. I've seen parts of it, but I haven't seen enough. Like I, you know, like in Real Ready Player One, there are people who expound at length about Monty Python. Yeah, and all of like all the people that I've been hanging out with recently, people love it. He love it, and I've seen mm-hmm. some of the movies, but I haven't. Like I've, mm-hmm. they, they didn't stick. You know, it's sort yeah. of like not seeing them at the right time. Kind yeah, of, I right? bet that's true. I bet that's one of the things where you have to hit it. Like I hit it. I got those like dropped on me when I was in high school and so like and I was you know a, a nerd outcast then so it was like this is the perfect thing for me right now for me it was like these are like the Beatles of comedy like this British explosion of comedy right. so I could be really self like indulgent and act like I was like really into this cool thing and, right right yeah. Yeah, and and then just get into it but I there, there are things you if you don't read them at the right time you can't yeah it's hard to go. Oh no, I I I get it. I get it. I appreciate. It's like The Godfather. You know, yeah. I I never I didn't see it and or Citizen Kane. I saw it after I saw the 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 Looney Tunes making fun of it. Yeah. You know, and so then you're well, like, the entire oh, first right? half of the Simpsons run was right. <laughs> anytime Mr. Burns came on. Here's Citizen Kane. <laughs> I just watched The Godfather for the first time like a few weeks ago. Yeah. And then I watched Godfather two, and I loved him. Yeah. But it was after watching The Sopranos, so I was like, well, it's kind of slow moving. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but, I mean, See, it's, I, I mean, it's hard. Yeah. If I had seen it any other time, I never would have, like, if I had watched it five years ago, I probably would have been like, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know I, what the big deal is. I finally caught up to them. I watched them, yeah, one and two about two years ago. And I, they blew me away. I thought they were amazing. I couldn't, like, so one of the things where you watch old movies and you hear how great they are your whole life and you think they're going to, like, you're like, is this going to hold up? And it doesn't. But th- those ones definitely held up for me. I was very. Didn't you have a them. blog about that? I do. I, I need to write it again. <laughs> I wrote it like two entries. I did one on defending your life and one on sliders where I go through and, like, revisit old things that I liked as a kid and try to, like, see if they still hold up as an adult. Right. And, uh, I love defending your life. Oh, it's a greatest that one held up that one actually that one when i rewatched that i was like this is better than i remember being as a kid because i didn't get i own a lot it. Of it i like to watch it at least two or three times a year yeah it's sort of like groundhog day mm-hmm. have you ever seen uh, another one that is it's not as great as defending your life have you ever seen defending your life I've seen like half of it. It's, you know, it's just, it's incredibly, it's sort of moving for a romantic comedy. You know, I mean, yeah. it doesn't, you know, romantic comedies can be so shitty <laughs> that it's just nice that, that there's one that has this sort of nice poignant, you know, hey, try not to live your life in fear yeah. kind of message to it. Yeah. And it's like very much like, here's an idea of heaven that's not all about like sticking to this like religious doctrine or whatever. It's just about, hey, maybe you should just live your life the way you like you want to and not like it was great. Like, right, right. Just be a decent <laughs> human being and it'll be fine. It was and- weird. I saw it as a kid. It was on HBO a lot. And it was a thing where I never saw it from the beginning to the end, but I saw the whole movie probably like 50 times because <laughs> I'd always pick up and like see it. And it was only like recent, like recent years where like, I, I actually never saw him on earth before he died and went to Judgment City. Oh, I always right. picked it up because it was always in Judgment City. So it was weird to see him like driving a BMW listening to Streisand. I'm like, this is not the movie I remember at all. <laughs> and then all of a sudden there he is. Yep. And it's a chance for it to go bowling in heaven <laughs> or and meet Rip Torn. Yeah. So Which is my idea of heaven. So it kind of is. Rip Torn yeah. is kind of amazing. <laughs> I don't know. Um, what kind of? Let's just talk movies. What do you got? Maria? Oh no, movies is like they're not my stuff. I don't. 
What do I got? <laughs> I don't watch movies. The last movie I saw was was Win Win in April. Like I just don't ever go to movies. I've never even heard of it. Um. Oh well, you know it's in the independent theater. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> there you go. You got something. Is it French? Is it in like Russian? No. Who's it? Paul Giamatti and um. Oh, I can't. Are, you don't like him? It's hard. It's hard. Uh, really? He, he was in that wine movie. The, uh, Sideways. That wine movie? Yeah. <laughs> he was in that wine movie where he paid a douchebag. They you were all, they, it, like, the journey of two like douchebags. Yeah, that's true. It was, but I love it because I, I must be a bit of a douchebag. So. I love Sideways. Yeah. I, and and please, I go. Tell me why. It was great. Oh, because that character is so relatable. He's such a loser. He's so pathetic. And you're like, that's that could be, that's me sometimes. That's yeah. me most of the time. I don't know. Like, no, because it's, you just, he's just, um, it's like his patheticness in all his glory. And <laughs> are there movies that you like to watch because the people are more pathetic than you or you they resonate with you because of, of, because of their terrible life me. choices yeah. that they're making? Yeah. yeah. What For other sure. movies are like that? What other movies are like that? I mean, oh, what, what are some of your favorite movies? Bridget because Jones. <laughs> Bridget Jones. I don't know if that's, that <laughs> no, that is embarrassing a, to admit. No, it, I love. Oh, my God. I like Overboard. She so. is like the perfect She's example. a mess, man. Yes. She is a complete and utter mess and you just want to go oh my god call your mother <laughs> oh my god get away from both of those men that is a terrible life choice you're about to make it's like yeah some of those movies are they're just hard for me just because i it feels like i'm watching porn where i'm like oh stop don't go in there it's like you know when people watch uh that's what you movies. say when you watch porn stop don't go in there <laughs> i think i'm mixing up my porn and my horror movies because they're two two genres i've never watched either of them <laughs> but according to all comics that's what happens <laughs> I get most of my news from stand-up comedy as well. I don't have any information. I just have, what What are people doing bits on? Oh, porn and horror movies. Yeah. These black people are like this. They're always yelling, bitch, don't go in there, man. Don't do it. <laughs> and that's how they talk. Yeah. Because exactly. I'm not good at accents either. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, I've never heard a black person be like, don't go in there, man. Like, man, come on, bitch. Come on. Well, that's a black guy from New Jersey, apparently. Hey. Hey, what are you thinking? It's, uh, it's nice. Is it it's- sad that that like these deprecating, self-deprecating characters are kind of like a I, they relate and resonate with me? And with you, you're like, oh, no, no, God, own I it. To- I mean, the thing is, is I say, I say that's the whole thing about the Dork Force is that you own the. Th- you're like, no, yeah. I fucking wallow in it. I'm like Bridget Jones. Yes, <laughs> yes, I am not alone. Yeah. I mean, that's. Yeah. Maybe, is that what you get out of it? Yeah, Sometimes totally. Like, that's, yeah. Uh, that's uh, like she is me, and then. Uh, or like, or any of Simon Pegg's characters. Yeah. He's- uh, run, Fat Boy, Run. That's a, that's a great example of somebody who like you really like connect with him because like you want like yeah somebody who's like so down and out and like you just really want him to do well because like you kind of re- connect with them and like ah that movie's great. Right. Yeah. These yeah. like lovable loser types. That- yeah. And Shaun of the Dead. He's he is he's a loser in that one too. Where yeah. you're just like oh you couldn't you couldn't fight off a zombie attack with. Nine guns. Yeah. You're just a maroon. All and... thanks to the cricket bat, though. <laughs> right, right. And then, <laughs> but then, but then he rises to the occasion. And I yeah. suppose Bridget Jones ends in in a, in a good situation too, doesn't it? But then there's Bridget Jones too, right? <laughs> Bridget Jones too is awful. Uh, Bridget, jo- I feel like half the people listening are going, Bridget Jones one was awful. <laughs> um, Only half. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, she what? She ends up with a boyfriend at the end of Bridget Jones. 
Right, so there's a triumph. Of That's the like, that yeah. was her biggest triumph. Now, Bridget Jones, isn't it based on like, uh, Pride and Prejudice or something like that? Like, isn't it like supposed to be like just like a modern retelling of that? I think that was like Helen Fielding's way of like justifying. Ah. <laughs> but, no, maybe it is. I don't know. I didn't read Pride and Prejudice. I've read Pride and Prejudice and I've seen several adaptations. It, and I've seen Bridget Jones. I don't <laughs> think it is. I think it's a different. Um, I don't think it's a Jane yeah. Austen. Though oh. in Jane Austen, it, she might be based on one of the characters because <laughs> in several Jane Austen mo- books, there is the character who is obsessed with getting a boyfriend and obsessed with that sort of success you mm-hmm. know where you're just and in pride and prejudice the mother in pride and prejudice is so funny she's like because with the other one who's bookish mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> bookish uh, she uh she's like i can't believe you're concerned about getting us all married and her mom goes yeah when you have four daughters <laughs> and it's 18 17 uh she doesn't yeah. say that, but she's, right, right, right. <laughs> she's like she's very self-aware. <laughs> she's like, we live in an age where mm, that might be something you might give a shit about yeah. if if you had four kids and you needed to get them settled or they before you died yeah. and they were all going to starve to death and become whores. I still need to read yeah. the Pride and Prejudice and Zombies book. I've, I haven't read that one. I've heard great things about it, and I feel like even by the way, I think but... my dad still thinks that if I don't get married, I will starve to death and become a whore. <laughs> like... <laughs> you know what? I have so many friends who are like parents, <laughs> totally like that, who are like, "When are you going to get married? When are you going to have kids? I need to have grandchildren." I luckily, the youngest of six, never was so pleased to be neglected by my parents <laughs> than when I met my my friend Anna. Her mom on her back about getting married about stop being an actress why do you want to be an actress why don't you you know go work for the synagogue in boston and so it came to pass and then now she's married and she's oh. got a kid and they lived in israel for she two gave years up being an actress mm-hmm. and she, she wow. gave into that mm-hmm. and i said how does your mom feel now that um, all of her dreams have come true yeah and yeah. uh anna becker was like you're a dick <laughs> so you're correct it's kind and of uh, the dickest thing to say but it was it's like very, much it's so. very true it's mapped, yeah. well like my parents are i'm just... riffing it turns out instead of having conversations with my friends <laughs> my parents are my parents are just uh they back off just enough to make me feel guilty rather than defensive about it you know like they, right. they obviously they make it very it's clear Chinese what they water want me to torture do. is what they're doing they're just like they're like darting forward and cutting you and then coming back like exactly. a pack of wolves exactly so it's like yeah so they're not they're not making me feel like are you the only child or the, no i have an older brother but he's not married either that's ugh. and so they're like whatever you're getting older maria you're the girl <laughs> yeah tick tock tick tock yeah i'm all i have all brothers but like all, you have of all them brothers except, yeah all of them but me have kids now how many boys one. uh there's four of us but only it's really crazy like only like one of them i grew up with like one was older and was like from a previous marriage so we saw my half a time and then the other one was like even older than that so like i only like three of them were half brothers and one's a four brother so but still uh, they all have kids but me. Well, I guess there's five boys yeah. in your family. Yeah. And, and, and the rest of them all have bread and, and have children and yeah. such. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Most of my siblings have kids. Yeah. And, and all the uh, kids are now just getting to the point where they're like, I, I think I'm in trouble soon because like my, my closest, my age brother has two daughters and they're like, like six and five now, I think. So they're about to stop being as cute, which means that it's going to be like time for them to start pressuring me to have kids. Like for now, it's like those kids. But luckily, also I'm across the country now too. So I think even though I had kids, they'd be like mad that I have kids out here. So yeah, but they'll pressure me to have kids, and I'm like, I'm not even dating anybody right now. Like, right. how do you dare tell me to have kids? Like- my, my my dad, um, my sister just had a couple of kids. Um, a couple of years ago, they're like three and one, and um, the rest of them are all like my oldest nephew's got to be 32 years old mm-hmm. right now, and um. 
but my, my, my sister, my dad has not met most of his nieces, most of his grandchildren. Wow. And, uh, my brother Phil was talking to my dad and said, and my dad goes, Hey, I talked to Darla the other day. And Phil goes, she took your call. <laughs> and my dad was like, well, is she mad at me? And, uh, Phil's like, yeah, you don't care about her children, dad. And <sighs> my dad goes, does she know that I don't care about any of your children? <laughs> And you're like, that actually, and Phil said he laughed because there was nothing else to do. Yeah. Uh, but there's, it's still not a positive. It yeah. actually, actually doesn't answer it correctly, Dad. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst thing. Right. He doesn't. He does not. He has like four great grandchildren. He has never met any. Oh, oh man. God. And it just, he's like, cause he has six kids. I think, you know, I think we all get so desperate or our parents do or somebody, you know, people can get like, I need to pass on, you know, my genes. I need to make sure. And my dad passed on so many of his genes. He's <laughs> like, yeah, it's all going to work out for me. I don't need to know anymore. It's yeah. all self <laughs> Perpetuating at this point. (laughs) Maybe that's the way it is in large families. Because I'm only, it's only me and my brother, so I feel like all the pressure, but in larger families. Yeah. um, You know, like my my, my parents both had nine siblings each. So when they took off to America, I bet like my grandparents didn't even notice. They were just kind of like, why is there more food? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Talk amongst yourselves. There's 12 more seconds of silence a day. <laughs> this is awesome. So, uh, so your parents each they come from families of nine kids, uh-huh. and then they are they the only ones here, or do they have siblings in the in the states as well? No, we have like uh, siblings in Ohio, New York, New oh, Jersey. Nice. Um, so you have aunts and uncles, Louisiana, all over the country as well. Um, yeah, great, all over the country. That's cool. Have you visited most of them? Yeah, the ones in New York and New Jersey. I've never I've never been down to Louisiana to visit. Um, Me neither. I wanna. Yeah. I should have. <laughs> like, you still never. can. Right, right. No, Louisiana. They, they, they didn't close the border. <laughs> it's over now. Well, my cousin blew away. Down you there, don't... she's like, oh, she, I think she's living in Georgia and married. Like, uh, there's not enough contact over there. Oh, right. So, like, yeah, it'd be weird if you just drop by all of a sudden. Yeah. Like, like, hey. hey. <laughs> um, <laughs> just passing through. Um, I was just in Arkansas, and um, my and Andy's my husband's uh, dad's wife. Whatever. She's an amazing cook. Uh, let's bring it back to food. Full circle. Yeah, huh? it always comes back to food. Stuffed catfish with uh, a crawdad stuffing. Fried catfish Ooh. stuffed with crawdad stuffing. And uh, it was... Wow. I didn't get to eat any. Oh. Uh, but I know it's... I was like, give me the recipe. Give me the recipe. And I have no idea. She, <laughs> I said, well, where would I get... Where do you think I get crawdads? Yeah, so I was going to say, I don't know where you find crawdads in Los Angeles. <laughs> she said, well, you can just buy them frozen. I was like, no. No, you can't. Not yeah. in Los Angeles, I don't think. <laughs> no. I don't know what's... Where, where you think Whole Foods is not carrying bagged crawdads. You need like a critters to you thing to send you like, cr- like a just crazy <laughs> right. food once a month. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Like farm to you. Nice. <laughs> farm fresh to you, critters far- fresh to me. It'd be awesome. But... I like, like, there were a lot of fried foods that were happening in oh, yeah. like 15 days in the South is what I spent. And there was some great food going <laughs> on. And, um, and it was, it was really good. But I like, um, I mean, it's, it's not that people aren't eating vegetables because they get cable. I mean, it's not like they don't have all of the letters yeah. and they, they don't, just deep fry yeah. the vegetables before they serve them to each other. Right. Yeah. And it do. isn't even, I mean, it isn't even that. Yeah. But there is, they're just like, oh, it's special occasion because people are visiting. Mm-hmm. We're going to have fried chicken. We're going to have Oreo yeah. salad. We're going to have, you know. Lots of families do and they like each other. They actually like cook for each other and stuff like that. So they actually like, you know, have events like, oh, let's actually make some dishes. Like that doesn't usually happen when you don't want right, to see right. each other. You're like I brought some KFC. Let's go ahead and do this. <laughs> it's, uh, so is there, is there, can you cook Egyptian food? Do you, do you have? 
You know what's funny is every time I've tried to learn from my mom, she's like, yeah, yeah, I'll teach you. And then she just gets so crazy. Like, cause I always want to learn on like over holidays, over Thanksgiving or something like that. She's just like, just get out of the way. <laughs> like, <she's>, <laughs> like, <laughs> Damn it. like, what are you doing over there? <laughs> um, and then, but she's also very unexact. Like, uh, I tried to make baklava once. You were there for this. I yeah. had this documentary team following me because oh, they were wow. doing the documentary on Middle Eastern comedians and they wanted me to do something Egyptian. Yes. <laughs> so I was like, I could order a falafel. I don't know what you want me to do. Um, but There's so, a great place, a Lebanese place that serves fatouche down the block. You want to go check that out? <laughs> right. Exactly. That's what I was what I was thinking. And they were like, no, can you make something? So I was like, okay, I'll make baklava. But I'd never made it before. Call my mom. And I'm like, she's like, okay, take some sugar. I'm like, how much sugar? She's like, half a bag. I'm like, what? Okay. Half a bag. <laughs> That's she's two and a half like, pounds. These are her measurements. Like, the, the, they're just like, she's like, I don't know, grab a handful of this and a bucket of this. And like, <laughs> there's no, she just has been doing it for so long. She doesn't know how to tell me. Yeah. And it came out was- like so disgusting because I know what my mom's baklava tastes like it's amazing and they, mine came out so gross but they like I had four friends over Rye was one of them and they were just digging and they didn't even wait for it to cool down they're like this is amazing and we were being filmed <laughs> like we gotta oh, it up wait a minute. no it was what great I'm oh, saying like we dug in like we had like let's get this eaten and it was good oh. I'm like well that looked that was, it was delicious. I'm, that was no, no, no. Very good. <laughs> terrified me. Well, you would be. I mean, by yeah. what you said, you were like, oh, I, I, was it any good? And it was because good. it didn't taste like your mom's, but I'm sure it was great. You know, I mean, yeah. I'm sure it was like, yeah. and it's so hard. My grandmother used to make this, uh, uh, it was called boreg. <laughs> and there's two kinds. There's baked and there's fried. And whatever it is, you're supposed to, I made it and I brought it over to the house. I was in college or <laughs> I was after college or whatever it was. But my grandmother was like, not bad. You, did you make your own filo dough? And I was like, no, no, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. And my stepmother was like, she has a job, ma. She has a job. She has a life. How about no? She didn't make her own feel it. My grandmother was like, that was nice. You should make your own feel it next time. And that's what, that's incredible to me. But that's what they have all the time to do that. Well, and that's what they did. Right. And that's, I mean, yeah, that's, that's their job. Was right. That's feed. her whole job was to feed. And my grandmother, if you didn't like her food, she got a lot of her self-esteem from the food. Yeah. yeah that's how my, my great grandma was like that. Like that. And uh, yeah, I mean, when I went to Egypt, I mean, every time I walked, the door there was a full spread of just food and she's like eat and i'm like i'm not even hungry but <laughs> right. if i didn't it would be like the biggest insult and right so, and it was like i mean she's like putting portions on the plate for me i'm like actually i got this and she's right like, let me just taste high. everything yeah and then i will i then i will have eaten too much already and it'll be fine but i yeah. will have tasted everything because you want to you i mean you want to you want to right? like grandma's food. want you to it's clean just... your plate too like grandma's don't let you just like taste it like you have to eat everything like i mean my great grandma was like that she would like make just these crazy because she's from like the like the, where she, was she from she's from like appalachia she was actually from the same town as well, i guess uh this may be only a western thing but bob evans like this big chain of restaurants yeah. outside of the country bob evans from like rio grande like in ohio and that's around the area she was from like, she, like she's probably his cousin somehow. so she was mountain folk she was, mountain she folk. was full-on yeah. mountain folk. yeah Ga- gallipolis like, ohio i don't know if that's considered southern but i feel like southern people and middle easterners have the same uh ethics when it comes to food and feeding and like just that hospitality is yeah. the same so go on sorry uh, that's yeah. it she would just make these like crazy what did she make though like she used to make uh it's one of those things where we're actually kind of sad in our family because she used to make these chicken and dumplings that were like the greatest ever and nobody's been able to like re- – even with her recipe, no one's going to recreate them the way that she did because she probably made dumplings herself and everything on her own and like now are things like you know store-bought and processed or whatever so she doesn't have – you know. There was one of those so. movies too where somebody had their sweat involved in the food. What was that? <laughs> Damn. I don't idea? know. Oh, okay. That was one of, those, one of those food movies. I don't know. Did you ever see Babette's Feast? Huh. It's I actually in like Swedish or something or um, – 
or something. You know, <laughs> you know, one of those languages <sighs> where the art films are made. And uh, but it was a beautiful. I mean, it was talk about slow. I mean, it makes The Godfather look like Indiana Jones <laughs> because Babette's feast, feast is about. This French woman who goes to stay with like some sort of very cold northern folks. It might be in Norway. It might be in Sweden. <laughs> whatever. It's incredibly Nordic. And so Babette comes to and she is like the jack of all trades and cook for these for these very dour Norwegians. And then she wins the lottery. And she decides to spend the entire of her winnings on a feast. Wow. And so... It t- and for some reason they have like noble guests. And so this, and so the last third of the movie, if not the last half of the movie is this meal. Oh wow. And it is an amazing meal. And the guests are the only ones who really know because mm-hmm. the guests are these cosmopolitan guys from France mm-hmm. and Babette is from Paris. And, um, and so as the meal comes, like the general is, some general is there and some other like muckety muck mayor kind of dude. I need to watch it again myself just because <laughs> it was just, it was like a fantasia of food. I'm you know, like, just, like what, what, I feel like what, that would torture kind? me to watch that movie. Like I can't, I had to eat it now. Where's the food? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was like quail and all kinds of what? I was just Sorry. thinking, yeah. No, I'm over here drilling. I'm like, what, what kind of what kind of food was it? Was it? <laughs> right, <laughs> I'm it was like wiping my forehead. Yeah, it was amazing. Like, Don't go in there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right, but I know God, I was getting a little sick myself. And uh, it's no shrimp ring, but it was really great. It was really, uh, really amazing. And uh, um, I, yeah, I recommend that. And I loved Big Night. And then there was another one. There was a bunch of them that, that were coming out. Like every four or five years, there would be some great food movie that came out. I need out. to see more. Well, besides chocolate, and maybe I'll look it up. And then for chocolate for water, I think was another one. Like water for chocolate? Is that that's what it? That's okay. what I'm thinking of. I knew water and chocolate were both in that title. Mm-hmm. You got four in there too. It's all in the wrong place. Dyslexia can happen to any. She was reading it like an alphabetical list where they put like a comma and put something in front of it. Right. Do you read um, cookbooks and stuff? Yeah, I mean, I, I uh, have you ever been to foodporndaily.com? No. Uh, the most, the, they were coming out with a, a cookbook last time I was at the site. I haven't gotten it yet, but I want to. But it's just beautiful, beautiful images of food. That's it. Just That's like it. one a day. Oh, just pictures of, most, of food? Yeah, just beautiful. You're just like looking at it like pies and, and whatever, everything. Right, and you're everything. Like, oh, that looks awesome. Foodpornddaily.com. Yeah. I will link it on the notes. That sounds yeah. awesome. I think it, we it, can all remember it, though. Yeah, I don't yeah. even have to link it up. No, <laughs> yeah, I think it's in my head now. Yeah. <laughs> There's like a really like a, a, a fierce line on the internet between people who love pictures of food and people who hate pictures of food. Really? Like, I don't, I've, I've seen people talk, like tweet about it all the time. Like, stop taking pictures of your food. And oh. I'm like, I love taking pictures of my food. Like, like, I get so excited when a great looking plate comes in front of me. I'm like, I am taking a picture of this and putting it out into the world. Like, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm totally with you on that. I love to share lunches or like see what other people are eating. And I, you know. <laughs> yeah. I knew this co- this uh, this woman once who, when she would get hungry, she would pull out her phone and just start looking at pictures of food. And she oh. said it would like it would stop her from eating. And it, like she was on some diet. Oh. She was very very oh, very, very lovely woman. Whatever, it's yeah. very fit. And uh, so it was working for her. So I mean, I, I judge not. Yeah. But uh, but she, I, I couldn't have done it though because I would I mean, eat three meals if I'm like, oh, right, I want right. that that and that. Okay. Right. You're just like, oh my god, that's the best looking pod thai I've ever seen in my oh, life. That's an amazing. But what kind of food was she looking at? Was she looking at? Everything. Like, it would yeah. be like, cause, cause Andy would occasionally text her pictures, like he'd get a good plate of food in front of him. He's like, ah, oh, look at this. Look at this mm-hmm. pork job. Yeah, he would just send the picture to her. <laughs> and she would say, thank you. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. In folder. Mm-hmm. 
is her food porn. <laughs> it was her yeah, own food her porn, porn daily. Yeah. And, uh, Maybe she started that site. Maybe that's her site. Maybe it is. <laughs> Maybe it is. Like, yeah, I wonder. <laughs> it's, uh, so what would you, um, cause I, I've read, I've read a couple, my sister will read, uh, she's a huge food dork as well, like love it, he loves, and loves to read cookbooks, but doesn't cook enough. Yeah. You know? So the craziness is, is that like her girlfriend said, you can't buy any more cookbooks unless you cook something out of the existing cookbooks we have. You have to cook something out of the existing cookbooks and then you can move <laughs> forward. So what she's done is she's bought cookbooks and then sent them to me. <laughs> oh, nice. She's like, keep this for me. It's great. And <laughs> it's, like she just sent me one because I was telling her that I, I was trying to read. I read. Uh, in Defense of Food by Michael Pollan. Oh, yeah, I started that. Yeah, <laughs> I listened to it on tape. So, yeah. again, it's one of the ones that my brother downloaded and I could listen to it. Nice. And it was fascinating. And so um, they mentioned the bread that I actually buy as not a food. Oh, really? Sara Lee, 45 calorie <laughs> oh, uh, per yeah, slice. Not... Yeah, there's no food in that food. <laughs> and so I had to stop buying it. And I, so then I was like, I'm going to make bread. That's what's going to happen. I'm going to make bread. And then I tried to make bread. And I am not good at making bread. <laughs> Bread's not easy to make. And yet, and I'm told exactly the opposite. People are like, bread's the easiest thing in the world. It's just bread. It's just bread. It's just bread. It's just flour and water and salt. And you're like, yeah, but mm. you yeast and then it's got to be like Something's warm and, and then, there's yeah. got to be squashing it so together. It's easier just to buy. That's yeah, why this, there's a, the phrase, the best thing since sliced bread. It's yeah. like literally like made everybody's lives easier. It's true. true. So my sister sent me this book. It's called Ratio or something. And it's about the different ratios in bread and how mm. you could, once you know the ratio, and I'm like, you sent me a math problem? That's <laughs> so not going to help. In- yeah, but my math problem is, is the amount of money I spend is- on bread. <laughs> the amount of money I spend on ingredients, I'm going to buy the bread. Exactly. Bread is baking. Bread is too specific for yeah. me. I can't. And right. then I tried to get like what, a pasta machine. I tried to make my own pasta once, and it was we have so that- complicated. that yeah. it just, it was just- I made it once, and it was excellent. Yeah. And I thought to myself, I wonder if Butoni will make a pasta for me that'll sort of taste like this. That'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. And well, so- You can buy pasta so cheap. Cheap, like possibly like the cheapest thing you can buy, like just a big box for ninety nine cents. Like I'm doing that. Like I'm right. yeah. I don't have time to hang it. You can get fresher pasta in the like refrigerator aisle now. Like yeah. I'm all about like in defense of food is a great book. Like I'm all about real food and actually real ingredients and mm-hmm. yeah. You get a box of food but... delivered to your f- face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like look, it's an eggplant. <laughs> Figure out what to do with this. <laughs> Leave it here. It's like right in front of you. Drop this is what off. an onion looks like because it's still full of dirt. Yeah. Do something with it. Yeah. And it's awesome, but um. Yeah, I, the other food in defensive food was gogurt. Yeah, gogurt isn't food, but I'm not eating a toothpaste full of yogurt. Uh, a tube, like it's a toothpaste yeah. tube full of, and it launches yogurt into your face. Yeah. I don't want any part of that. And I remember when I was a kid and we went to the grocery store and my grandmother would pick up yogurt and go, why would you buy yogurt? Because she made yogurt. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And she had like a special jar that she made it out of. And you were like, oh, that is indeed yogurt. And it was all plain. And yeah. it was, you know, right, amazing. Right, some honey and some... Right. Oh, she, she, would, she would sprinkle some sugar on it because we were children. Yeah. But, uh, and now I can I can totally eat plain yogurt and, and love it because yeah. I'm not made of stone. I would love to get back to like making everything homemade like I that, tried but... to make yogurt. It's also very, it's a little fiddly. Yeah. I, I don't I, know if I, I would trust my own yogurt. I right. Know. I think if it I sounded like the grossest <laughs> sentence I'd ever said. 
No. You're good. <laughs> hey, you guys, it's been an hour. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh. How crazy is that? <laughs> that was fun. That was, um, that was yeah. quick. It was amazing. Do you have any uh, recommendations? Talk to me about uh, what, where people can see you do stand-up comedy here in Los Angeles. Tonight, I'm going to be at Lulu's Beehive. In, <laughs> in Lulu's Beehive is yeah. doing some stand-up comedy yep, again? Tuesday nice. nights. Tuesday nights. Who's running that, if uh, I might Michael ask? Matterup. All right. So, so yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm actually excited because it's a coffee shop show and I haven't done... Like, I need to be able to start doing whatever jokes again instead of feeling like i have to bring my a game oh like showcasey kind of stuff yes fair enough and is it eight o'clock eight thirty eight thirty on tuesdays if you're ever uh, in la there's lulu's beehives doing stand-up again that's <laughs> exciting i'm doing stand-up at a place that no one else no one can come to because this won't air but it's blue monkey yeah. over in hollywood what about you yeah i think mine won't be before this airs i think mine uh, november 3rd is that after, before or after probably probably um Oh, and I'm doing the I'm doing M Bar. There's a show called Sweet Sweet Stand Up. It's like oh, that is a good doing, show. Yeah, I'm Do doing you want that. It? It's sweet. I'm looking forward to. It. I'm excited about it. And then um, I guess just you know follow me. I guess well we'll get to the Twitter thing yeah, in a yeah, second. But but you could follow yeah. everybody on Twitter, which is at Rye Silverman, right? Yeah, yeah Rye with it's, an E, R Y E Silverman. Yeah. And then at Maria Shihata, S H E H A T A, and both will be linked on the notes. Cool. And uh, well, we should get you back uh, to talk more about food, and get you back to talk more about Joss Whedon. <laughs> I'd love it. <laughs> Because uh, it just went by too fast. Well, when you get on the topic of food, like you can just basically run. Like, right. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. All right. Thanks a lot for Thank tuning you. in, everybody. And thanks for coming. Thank you. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. Thank we you. why don't we just call that as the end of the show?